0: Hello and welcome to What's On at Cineworld Cinemas, I'm Luke Owen and I'm Dan Leighton. Dan, welcome
1: back. Thank you so much. Did you miss me? Of course I did. That's what I like to hear. Um, but yet, yeah, how was last week with all the TikTokers? exhausting but fun it was really it was uh, they, they have a lot of energy Do tiktokers but you know good for them yeah. and uh I, I can you know harness so, their so use myself you're yeah. so
0: young that you just sort of bounce off them all as well oh
1: absolutely you know uh but i got to chat to them as well and a lot of them it was their first time experiencing 4dx so it was really fun to because you can i don't know if you know this but you can control the 4dx from an ipad so i got to like surprise <laughs> them <laughs> which was a lot of fun for a second, then, when you said you were harnessing their youth, you're yeah. saying that you're treating TikTok as like your own personal Dorian Gray. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's like it's all like, which is the one in all well, in one division when she sucks out their power, mm. and then you know that's what I'm doing. Uh, Haven, by the way, said I'm always
0: thirsty for Dan, but I'm very happy Ollie is on this week. Hello, Ollie. Ollie's a handsome man. Would you say so? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, but like not me. He's no me. Really.
1: <laughs> He's no obviously
0: not. No. Just to be clear. Uh, a lot of people were very happy to see Ollie on last week's episode, but there was one comment. Where was it here? Uh, Geek said, It's nice to see Ollie back, but I do enjoy Dan's weird and funny jokes at the start,
1: so I better see him back next week. Mm-hmm. I always... It's like, I sometimes just like to pluck them out of the ether and see. This one is a reference to this week's drag race because I've been walking around just saying it to myself all week cuz I have my camera. If you haven't seen it, you wouldn't get it, but it's very funny.
0: I thought you were going to have a top gun. I, I did it at the end. No, I know you did it at the end, but oh. I thought you were going to have like open cuz usually your intros are quite thematic to the Yeah, episode. I like to try
1: and Find a way to bring them in. Like, like life. I, I, that's true, life does indeed find a way. But sometimes I just walk around saying things to myself. Like there was a, there was a, there's a currently a, a pre roll ad I'm getting on a lot of YouTube videos. I don't know yeah. if you've got this, I don't know if I'm the only person getting it. But it's a five minute, five, sorry, a five second furniture advert and it has a jingle which is sung off key but auto tuned as well. And it goes, why does selection attractive prices? Co UK. And I've just been walking around singing that to myself <laughs> all month. So that's where these things come from. Yeah. How is Libby Galone? Well, it's interesting. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, right, well, let's get into the main show. We are reviewing Top Gun Maverick. With my friend Tom Cruise. Uh, this week, uh, which I have not seen, but Dan has. Oh, yeah. So uh, if you like hearing Dan talk. <laughs> It's this your week, you're in for a treat. <laughs> Here is the show.
1: I do have something uh, to call you up on though. Because even though I wasn't here- You watch the episode. I do watch the show. Thank you. And you told Ollie that I smell. (laughs) And I will take jokes about my sartorial choices. Mm -hmm. I will take jokes about many things. I will not have anyone say that I smell. <laughs> I pay too much money on fragrances to, <laughs> to smell. I smell of Tom Ford. Thank you very much. <laughs> Look, I can't say anything. I'm currently
0: wearing a t-shirt that's been in our studio for about five weeks now and it's been worn by four other people. <laughs> well, come
1: on. Spring for a wash. I took it home yesterday by accident. I thought <laughs> so I better wear it back into the office because I need to put it back in the studio. Have you got a, have you got a t-shirt to wear home? Yes, it's okay, the t-shirt good. I was wearing I'm just going go, to go topless on the way home because you know. And sometimes it's a it, shirt shortage in the UK at the moment. It's what some of the M20 needs. Yes, I try though. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk
0: about Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Speaking of topless lads. Mm, well, well, indeed, everywhere, all over the place. Yes. Uh, you saw it yesterday.
1: Yeah. So here is the here is some tea for you. I T-shirt. Hey, very good. Have never seen Top Gun. I've never seen Top Gun. Uh, I don't know what happened. I just, there's a lot of classic, like, you know, big time movies I do. I spent a lot of time watching Spice World. So I didn't see Top Gun. So yesterday I watched it for the first time because I knew I was going to be at the, the, the first screening of Top Gun Maverick I could get my hands on. And I tried to go and see it in my big shiny IMAX screen, the one that I love, but it was sold out, <gasps> which thrilled me. Oh yeah, Legas. but I mean, it is doing. Very, very Numbers. well.
0: Numbers yeah. this film is dying. I
1: was so pleased to see how many people wanted to get out and see this movie. So I just went to the, uh, just a, a normal screening, tucked to the back, had myself some nachos. I mean, the reviews for this movie are amazing.
0: Uh, Screenrand said Top Gun Maverick is a rare sequel that is not only better than the original, but retroactively makes Top Gun's story altogether deeper. Fantasy Fair said In the vacuum of Maverick's 130 minute run, a disarming wistfulness and friendliness give interesting shape to what could have been a pointless rehash. Collider said, Top Gun Maverick improves upon the original in every conceivable way and does so in a way that might just make this one of the greatest sequels ever made.
1: I agree with all of those things. I think what's interesting, please. I was going to say, well, because we, we've had some big yeah. sequels
0: in the past. You know, Godfather Part 2. Yeah. The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Back to the Future 2. Mm. You know, movies that arguably improve upon the first one. Is this one of those movies?
1: Back to the Future 2 improves on Back to the Future 1. I.
0: I mean, I did want to use it as a punchline, but there is also part of me that when I was a kid, I Back to the Future Two was my favourite of the trilogy because it's the one where they go to the future. I and love the right. exciting bit.
1: I like Three because they go to the west. western. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I like the futuristic stuff because it was that's like 2015
0: felt so far in the future.
1: <laughs> in nineteen. how disappointed were you when it arrived? <laughs> um, you know, I, I completely agree with all of those things. I think it's really interesting. Sequels are. Je- it's, it's the law of diminishing returns. The same jokes over and over again.
0: Yeah, The Hangover is really bad for
1: that. Yeah, exactly. Or oh, the Austin Powers movies, which I love. All of them. I love all of them. It's but they saying, do do the same joke. any shape of the Austin Powers movies. Here. <laughs> Beyonce's Finest Hour. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and Michael Keynes. And Mike. Indeed. I, genuinely, I do. I do feel that. All right, my son. Uh, now <laughs> you've got a name badge. You stand no chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, But when it comes to Top Gun Maverick, what's really interesting is it has been such a long time since the original came out. And Tom Cruise's whole career really has built, in a way, to being able to revisit this property. Because this was right at the beginning of his career, the original Top Gun. He was like 24. I think he was so young when it came out. And so much of film history has happened since. Technology in in film has moved on. The way we think about storytelling has moved on. And Tom... As an actor, has oh, he was already great, and he's added bits and bits and bits and bits to his strings to his bow. Yeah. And all of that is brought to Top Gun Maverick. And what it is, is if Top Gun is a movie, Top Gun Maverick is a film. Mm. Like it is getting such good reviews, and it deserves them all because it adds heft and emotional stakes and really makes you feel things. It is silly, where it needs to be silly, and it's it's okay with that, it leans into that. There's a great football sequence on the beach which harkens back to the infamous volleyball sequence in the first one, and yet those moments of, of levity and, and lightness and silliness are, are matched by real emotional, thoughtful, grounded performances and stories, to the point where in the final action sequence I was full body clenching. I was so tense because in the first one it really is just, okay, we're gonna fly around a bit and some stuff happens. With this one, we have a plot, we have a thing that needs to be done, and you may not make it out alive. Mm -hmm. Go. And knowing that it is a real film where these effects are practical, and obviously there's VFX and the VFX in in the film are fantastic, but there are real, you know, live planes, well, that's kind of like what's quite unique with Tom Cruise yes. movies. You know, Mission Impossible. We've got the companies. new trailer for that as well, which I saw that before this, which again, is, is his whole thing is we've got to do it real.
0: And that's exactly it. Yeah, and he's sort of like the last of that era yeah. of like 80 stars that is just like, and now we are going to... Like, if I'm going to fly a plane, I'm actually going to fly a plane.
1: He insists Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah,
0: If I'm going to run down the street, I'm actually going to run down this street. I'm not just going to stand in front of
1: a massive green, green room. Like I'm going to hang off the Wiz Khalifa. Exactly, yeah. It's like, not it's it's got, <laughs> I, I just realised that I haven't briefed you on this. The Burj Khalifa, I call it the Wiz Khalifa because yep. of the rapper, it's not it's not the same thing. He wasn't climbing with Khalifa. He goes to the movies. Do you know this? He goes to the Cineworld in the really? OT. Is he really? I think I shouldn't say that on camera. He goes to, he, he spoke about this recently. He goes to movies in disguises. just to see movies, <laughs> which I love. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and that is really cool
0: about like Tom Cruise stuff. And mm. I, what I kind of, you know, I'm excited about with Top Gun Maverick, aside from yeah, your review here and the reviews that we've, yeah. like, we went through earlier, is that we have had a lot of these 80s properties than are uh, getting retrospective sequels mm-hmm. many many years yes. later, and uh, we're getting it with like '90s properties as well. Jurassic World yeah. is getting its third movie yeah. coming out soon, which came off the back of a 2015 kind of reboot. Mm. Star Wars is another one. And it just feels like every Avatar two, even. exactly. Yeah, I feel like every other month we are just getting like a here's an '80s property, yeah. and a studio executive decided, uh, well, that was popular yeah. thirty years ago. Let's do a sequel. We're going to exactly go on now. this nostalgia run, exactly. Yeah, and we're going to do a sequel to that, and very. I won't say very often, but it could very easily just be cash grab, cynical. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do the Goonies too. Why? Well, because the Goonies was popular 30 odd years ago, and we're going to bring the same stars back. Mm. Boom, and here they are doing a film. Uh, but what I kind of like appreciate about Top Gun Maverick, and by what you're saying, and by what these previous reviews are saying, mm. is that it's actually it's not just being done as a cash grab thing. It's being like, well, what story can we tell mm. within Top Gun? What does Top Gun look like 30 years yeah. later? And what's a great story we can tell through that. That's not just, you know, whiz-bang action sequences.
1: Well, the original conversations about there being a sequel to Top Gun started in the early 2010s. There were ideas of... It was Tony Scott was talking about how the aviation... Mm -hmm. The war aviation industry was very different. You know, drones and things like that were coming in. And how how does that affect, you know, this industry, I suppose. And then, obviously, Tony Scott passed away. and, And it was developed in new ways and it's been in development now for over a decade. And uh because of that, because they've taken the time, because they've really been thoughtful about this, it all of that is within the movie. It's a very considered, thoughtful thing about, yeah, exactly what would happen 36 years later. Where are these people? How does you know, we've got and when Miles Teller rocks up looking exactly like Goose from the original, it is it's like seeing a ghost. There's a I it's, it's kind of hokey, you know, of showing some archive footage in the film. That's a bit where I was like, okay. But even that, I'm, I'm still somehow sucked into it because it means something to the characters in the movie. And I think that's the kind of crucial part of when you are going to take a property like this and go back again, is really thinking about what it means. Yeah. Really like, you know, exploring, what, okay, will he still hold on to this grief? And now he feels a protectiveness towards Goose's son, but also, they're military people. Yeah. You know, we have to do these things sometimes, and and that's the the emotional state that runs through the whole movie. And the uh, Tom Cruise is really good in it. It's Tom Cruise. I, I you you forget this. He, he means himself sometimes, but he is a fantastic actor. Uh, Jennifer Connelly is great in it as well. She's got that look. Mm-hmm. There's a shot of her in the trailer where she's just standing looking, and she looks gorgeous and it's so movies. It's so Hollywood. Hollywood is back. Like I really, I love Jerry Bruckheimer films anyway. I'm a massive, my favorite film of all time is Pirates of the Caribbean. Singing in the Rain also, but very different movies. Although, if only Jerry Bruckheimer produced Singing in the Rain. I I would love to see it. But Pirates, I'm literally wearing the pirate medallion under here, you can't say, I should get it out. I'll show you, look, just for proof. There it is. There's my pirates medallion. I love Pirates of the Caribbean. Anyway, that's for, you know, just to prove myself. But I love Jerry Bruckheimer movies: Pirates of the Caribbean, National Treasure, Armageddon. I mean, come on now. But like he—he he, the Lone Ranger, I, but I. Um, <laughs> but there's something about that kind of like big. It feels like an event, you know? It's, it's Hollywood, and we've been cynical for a long time, and with Doctor Strange, and with Spider-Man, and now with Top Gun Maverick, we're getting earnest real Hollywood movies. Things like Everything Ever All At Once was earnest as well. There's something about the joy of telling stories that really shines through in Maverick, and I think people are going to have a great time.
0: We recently had the chance to sit down with Miles Teller and the director Joseph Kosinski, and here, well, I was about to say here is what they had to say. Here is what they had to say while making airplanes.
1: Oh, brilliant! Uh, and yeah, I mean, Goose is—he's really just—he's such a—he's such a vibe, and he's so I really, really just tried to keep the <laughs> the vibe. Sorry, <laughs> keep the vibe going.
0: One of my favorite parts of this film is we got to design a jet that may or may not exist, which you see at the beginning of the film. Have you seen the movie? I have seen the movie. Okay. It's
1: incredible. So the
0: first plane that we see Maverick flying in the movie was designed in conjunction with Lockheed Martin uh, and particularly a secret uh, division or a division of their company that makes top secret airplanes called Skunk Works. And I got to work with those uh, the engineers and designers there on to design that airplane, and we built it. For real, that yeah. sounds a
1: lot more complicated than the uh, the little planes yeah, that were building. Yeah, I got one done. <laughs> thought, yes, amazing. You got to shoot it across the room, anywhere okay. you want. Okay, I'm gonna throw it at Catherine. <laughs> it is a big movie. I mean, the the amount of effort that went in technically to to make this film and to be able to deliver it to audiences and to capture all all. Of the I'm just hitting from uh, um, long. Really is that's that's I mean that's what that's what you want, and if I'm taking a little more time to answer this question. I'm very passionate about it, but also I just want to make sure that I could finish all of these planes in time. So yeah, it's just a wonderful movie and get out of your house.
0: Tickets are available for Top Gun: Maverick, which is out today. It's available in 4DX, ScreenX, IMAX, and SuperScreen, as well as VIP. Oh, that little VIP. Those chairs are very comfortable. We've also got Boonie Bears: Back to Earth, and a movie I'm legit so excited for, Bob's Burgers. The
1: floor is yours. The movie.
0: Right. So I love Bob's Burgers. Mm -hmm. When I got married. I, Were you dressed and, as a burger? Oh, I wish. But <laughs> did I, um, you serve burgers? Was the cake a burger? No, we did uh, we did pies, actually. As oh, our, that's uh, great. Yeah, fair enough. Fair meal. enough. Um, but when I did my like wedding speech, mm-hmm. I you know I, I was talking to my wife and I said, you're the, the Mary Jane to my Peter Parker, the Marsh to my Homer, oh. the Linda to my Bob Belcher.
1: It was in your speech. It's in
0: my speech because me, my wife and I love watching Bob's Burgers nice. together. We think it's so, so fun. It's got some of my favorite characters in animation ever yeah and i just love the entire world of bob's burgers i love the sense of humor about it it's so utterly silly and they love musicals mm. and they love musical numbers it's like every episode has a different musical number it. they've released like multiple albums really of, of like all the music from bob's burgers and stuff and it is just one of my favorite tv shows ever yeah and i'm so excited that the movie is here and i cannot wait to see this also out this week is everything everywhere all at once Firestarter, doctor strange downton abbey and
1: the lost city look i suppose it's quite obvious what your pick of the week is yeah it's top of the maverick i think that i i just i i will be honest i didn't expect to feel the way i did and i don't i know that i do this with every movie but i did have a cry I had a cry. Look, Dan, I would love to have Top Gun as my movie of the week as well. But, but it's, it's got strong competition. It's
0: come out in the same week as Bob's I I can't not vote for Tina Belcher.
1: Please, by all means. well, it's nice to have we're so spoiled. Te- the riches yeah. of the cinema going experience. Tina Belcher is a hero of mine. Who would who would be your, your, your movie crush? Who'd
0: be well, from Bob Tina Burgers. Belcher. <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, Linda Belcher is obviously wow. the, She's the real crush of the Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Um, but you're no. going to compare your wife to her, I would hope so. <laughs> exactly. And my wife also loves to randomly burst into a song. <laughs> and it is voiced by a man. Uh, but yeah, Bob's Burgers, the movie, is my pick of the week.
1: <laughs> Good.
0: And then you went on the show last week because yes. you were filming for TikTok. Uh,
1: can you believe me? Well, you're so young, young. again. You're so young. I'm Dan. so young. Like I, I mean, I just FFS, don't I? The, the youth and the radiant. It's because what TikTok did is they went into Google, they typed in who was the youngest influencer, who is the youngest and most special in in London, and I pop and up. Dan Ayton. I paid a lot of money for that <laughs> to come through. Uh, yeah, so we were down in the uh, 4DX uh, screen in London's glittering West End, these in a world and of to square. And uh, we had a whole bunch of TikTokers come down to uh, experience 40X for the first time and see all of the joys and the delights that it has to offer because there is a brand new 40X TikTok trailer, which will be playing, I believe, before all of the 40X movies, um, encouraging you for the only time it's allowed to get your phones out and share your experience of what's going on. There are three different settings. There's catwalk, there's a, an alley fight, and with ninja cats, with ninja cats, and then there's a shipwreck, pirates, where you're thrown underwater, uh, and it it gives you the full gamut of all of the 4DX, all of the heaves and the pitches and the sprays and the bubbles and everything, and you can experience it and share what it feels like, and then you put your phone away and the movie can begin. Yeah. Uh, it's a really fun time, and what I really loved about it, especially because there were some people who had been to 4DX before, but there were some people brand new, popping their their experience for the first time and getting to see them react to these, (laughs) to the ankle ticklers and to the sprays was so much fun. Um, and then yeah, yeah, they got to they got to have a, a real good time. We've got some big four D X movies coming out as well. We mentioned Top Gun Maverick, yeah, earlier. which that is a four D X movie. Like that, if you want to be thrown around all over the place and get everything, it will be in Top Gun. Yeah, Jurassic World yeah. as well.
0: I've seen Jurassic Park in four D X. Me too. So I'm very very excited to see the new Jurassic World. In we this.
1: also saw the uh, new trailer for Jurassic World. Ooh! Well, I was one of the first people to see it. Did you really? It was so much fun. And, because and again, you're so I'm young. So special. Also, I just got there early. So like. <laughs> <laughs> the the um it the the all of the different bits and bobs and seeing all of the, the excitement with the, the dinosaurs and the and the spraying, it's all great. But. And another
0: 40X movie out very soon. We've got a brand new trailer for it this mm-hmm. week, Thor Love and Thunder. Oh my god. What a trailer. Oh my god. <laughs> oh
1: my god. Like I, it's so shiny. It's so. How did you get a big kick out of him and his his new with the with the the headpiece? I, I got a kick out of
0: pretty much everything. Yeah. in the trailer.
1: We got our first proper look at Zeus. We did, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. We got a, our first look
0: at this. Felt like the the first proper trailer for the yes. movie. But this again, we talked about this with the release of the first trailer, which yeah. is that like it's so close to the release of the movie. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to wait very long before the release trailer
1: number two and I don't really want to see much more I kind nope. of want to I'm going to be doing this a lot because that's I'm it to,
0: like yeah. me when I went to for the trailers for The Last Jedi exactly
1: head between your legs yeah. fingers in ears hidden away
0: And tickets for Jurassic World are currently available for pre-order, available in 4DX, 3D, IMAX, Super Screen, and VIP,
1: as well as Elvis and Minions, The Rise of Gru. I'm very excited for Elvis. It's getting, it's already, the the first reviews have started to drop, or the, the first takes. And they're all quite positive. I saw another trailer for it yesterday before. We were spoiled with the trailers before Top Gun yesterday. Uh, There was Bullet Train was there as well. Oh, cool. That was fun. Uh, Mission Impossible, of course. And yeah, the trailer for Elvis. Mission Impossible part one. Mission Impossible. So, okay. Let's talk about Mission Impossible very briefly. Because it's Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible 2, Mission Impossible 3, then Mission Impossible 4, Ghost Protocol, then Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. But because I was already on it, I started calling it Mission Impossible Five Rogue Nation. That then became a meme among my friends. So what we are currently on is Mission Impossible Five Rogue Nation Two Fallout Two Dead Reckoning Part One. <laughs> that's what I'm calling it. Also, I think it's worth mentioning as well that Mission Impossible
0: itself has colons between yeah. Mission and Impossible. Yeah, that's true. Then another one. Yeah,
1: and then and then numbers Those and numbers. Then, yeah,
0: num- and then and then Part One. It's a it's a linguistic nightmare.
1: It's you know it really is. But I'm very excited for it. And then the trailer for Elvis. Uh, looks fantastic. The The new Doja Cat song is on there. That's another thing I'm loving about movies at the moment. Between Maverick with Lady Gaga, and the Doja Cat song and Elvis, we're getting songs for movies again. I'm really into it. I was thinking about that actually on the way here because
0: on my, I, I found my old iPod recently yeah, and I was listening to it. I had it plugged on in the car and um, T-U-R-T-L-E Power by Partners in Rhyme came on for the original Turtles movie <laughs> from 1990. And I was sitting there thinking and it made me start thinking of like um, LL Cool J for Deep Blue Sea oh, and Will yeah. Smith for Men in Black. And I was like, we just don't have... Songs, Songs for, for movies! movies.
1: <laughs> and Wild Wild West, you did as well?
0: You did? Yeah, we do. Wiki, Wiki Wiki Wild Wow. Jim West. Desperado. Rough <laughs> ride. Oh, you know that. No, you don't carry not it? <laughs> 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 and of course, tickets are available for Prima Fassi on 21st of July. Last week we were talking about Star Wars.
1: We were. Well,
0: um, we no, were. I, I watched,
1: watched it. it yeah.
0: Because um, Kathleen Kennedy did her Vanity Fair thing where she was talking Ooh. about like you know plans for Star Wars movies, not doing any more trilogies anymore. Uh, Rian Johnson's not. Well, his movies are on hold because he's so busy with other projects and things like yes. that. Um, and we were kind of talking about like what sort of things we would like to see from star wars mm. is there anything you in particular you would like to see from the star wars franchise it's so funny
1: because i wasn't a, a break <laughs> that would that would be my joke um i wasn't a fan of star wars growing up because my first star wars movie was phantom menace so i experienced as like an, a 10 year old it's like let's go and see this star wars movie so my, I actually my first experience of sci-fi was just sort of a, a massive conversation about taxes mm-hmm. and, and trade things. And I was like, this is really boring. This yeah. is all so rubbish. So I was not a Star Wars fan. And then obviously come to have the new trilogy come out, I went to see Force Awakens and thought, wow, well, that was, that was quite enjoyable. And then I, I personally loved The Last Jedi. I think probably because I wasn't a fan, mm. it, it it felt like it was saying... Welcome. You can be anything. And I understand that for people who are massive fans and they go deep into the lore, when it's a fandom of anything, really. You you get so attached to, to lore and to things like that. And, and So I can understand why people might not have liked Last Jedi. Do I understand why they were so passionately against it?
0: No. Well, that's it. I've, I have decided now. I made mm. a, a, a rule to myself many years ago that I would not say anything about Last <laughs> Jedi on video yeah. or online or anything like that because there was a period of, I, I, it, it's probably it's mine. I, I love The Last yeah. Jedi. And the reason why I love The Last Jedi is because it's the only Star Wars movie that tries to do something new with the Star Wars franchise. Agreed.
1: And also, it, it makes it feel... I think it makes it, it, it treats the idea of the Force and, and the Star Wars with reverence. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a... It's a, a love... It's the first weapon. one that's
0: got interesting... It's the first Star Wars movie to have a new idea mm. since, you know, probably the original movie yeah so i was like i was really thrilled by that i get why people didn't like it actually no i don't really get why people hated it so i can much. see
1: I, mean, I do think the casino sequence is a bit
0: yeah but that's like but every star wars movie has bad sequences that's true. Like, that's like no true. one has a pop of the Tar sequence in
1: the force <laughs> awakens yeah and
0: that, that scene is really bad yeah
1: i quite like the, the, the sort of like because obviously then we did go back and watch the original trilogy um i quite like the uh, the piratey swingy uh romancing the stone sequence in the
0: is it Return of the Jedi? In, oh, it's in the first
1: one. It's in Star Wars. It's when they're on
0: the Death Star. No, no,
1: no, because he's with... Um... With Leia. Yeah. Yeah. They
0: have the swing across
1: and, and she kissed him and said, No, luck." not that one. Oh, you're talking about the, the one from... The one in the sand?
0: Yes. Yeah. That is Return of the Jedi. There you go, they they do two rope
1: swings. Right, okay. okay I'm, like, I'm thinking of the secondary rope swings.
0: Highlights by point I
1: made earlier about yeah. The Last Jedi. <laughs> no one having a new idea. New ideas. <laughs> I also liked Rogue One. I think the thing for me, though, with any franchise, with any, um, any property, is... Prequels are a difficult thing to do Oh yeah. because when you build mythology into something, you create the idea that it was this legend. Because when we tell stories, they become legends and, and they get changed and shifted over time. And the true story is always a little bit less interesting than the, the wild legend that, you know, sprouted. So I don't want to see for instance, in Game of Thrones, Robert's Rebellion because it has all of these stories of how incredible Rhaegar was and he was this big fighter and, you know, they, they battled over this woman and, and the the true story is going to be far more dull. So I don't want to see it. I, and, and actually with Solo, it took the legend of Han Solo and turned it... Into a fun week. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... In fact, I'm going to, and I'm about to, you'll hear, you'll have heard me already in the episode talk about Pirates of the Caribbean and how much I love it. But one of the reasons I think it's a perfect movie is because it does, it deals with this immediately. You know, they're on, they're stranded on the island and Elizabeth is burning everything. And she's like, are you the pirate I've read about or not? And he admits straight up, nope. I, the story of how I escaped from here was that there was a, there was a rum smuggling boat and I stowed away. So no, I'm not the pirate you read about. But then he proves that he is the pirate she read about by, because Jack Spiro is the best character in the history of cinema. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would like them to explore new terrain. Rather than going back. Same here. Yeah, if I'm going to get anything from Star Wars. Well,
0: pyro antics Because Ollie was making a joke about wanting more politics in Star Wars. Movies <laughs> a joke about uh, uh, Episode One. Uh, but he said, like, I know Ollie's joking about politics, but I think it should be a really cool idea. That and a horror movie uh, oh. in the Star Wars universe.
1: which Which uh, Billiard Ali also agrees with. I'd love to see a horror
0: movie within the Star Wars universe. Yeah,
1: I mean that's that, that's it. If you're going to, because it doesn't have to be the the format of the original. I, or movies or anything like that, or, or just, a, just a straight sci-fi movie, yeah, play with it. Do a real intense thriller. Do a, you know, a, a, a horror. That'd be that'd be great. Jonathan Edmund,
0: um, going against something I said in the episode where I said, like, the thing with The Last Jedi is it's no one's middle movie within their rankings. It's either right. their favourite Star Wars movie or it's their least favourite gotcha. Star Wars movie. He said that it's actually... I put it right in the middle of my rankings, which I I don't believe. Um, I'd like to
1: see see you working on that.
0: Yeah. Uh, And Joseph's got a very interesting point here, which is like, make all the Star Wars movies you want, just don't expect the entire fan base to like them all.
1: But that's the other thing as well. I don't think you need, it's okay to just think something's fine. You Mm -hmm. don't need to love or hate it. It's not that things are good or bad. The problem is, Dan,
0: is we just, we had a conversation before this episode started. We did, Well, I said something was fine, and the immediate reaction I got was, you're just a contrarian. No,
1: but that's because you're incorrect. (laughs) Because Game of Thrones is not fine. Game of Thrones is
0: incredible. But this is why I also said, well, I had this with Ollie once, because I said, I think Deadpool is fine. I agree. And he told me, he was just like, you're just being a contrarian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. In fairness, you have just called us out on my point. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, let's wrap this up for this week's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh we will be back in seven Oh no, we won't be back. There's no episode next week. Is there not? Well, it's the Jubilee weekend. So I wasn't the first time I about this. Yeah, no, I was gonna tell you after we <laughs> I've just remembered. Um so, yes, so um so yes, so we will see you in fourteen days' time. Lovely. Take care, everyone. I've Have a nice Luke... jubilee. I've been Luke Owen. I'm Dan Layton. And that's what's on
1: for now. God save the Queen.